You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to Taking Territories. And uh, today we're going to wrap up our series on my call to discipleship. And uh, I'm going to be sharing with you on what I call discipleship beyond the intellect. Okay? Discipleship beyond the intellect. One of the things you need to bear in mind is that um, uh, man was not just was not just created to live in the intellectual realm, although that is part of um, what God has given to us. He gave us a mind, just like God Himself has a mind. He made us in His image, after His likeness. Okay, and so one of the things that has befallen the body of Christ or the church uh, in our day right now is that. Um, we have relegated things just to the realm of intellect. And if you leave things at the realm of the intellect, there are aspects of God we are not going to experience. So we are going to look into the scriptures. We're going to look into the scriptures and then um, show you from the scriptures that it is important for you not just to remain and let your faith remain uh, as an intellectual experience or just leave leave what you have received to the realm of the intellect it's supposed to go beyond that okay yes so remember what we said from the beginning a disciple is someone that follows jesus okay follows jesus um fishes for men and fellowships with the saints very very important you must get all of these right yes if you are going to live for God and if you're going to experience the things that God has ordained for you all right so you need to be an ardent follower of Christ you need to follow him study his life study uh, his words study his example study his works and all of that and uh, you need to follow all of that and then not only that you need to be actively involved in fishing for men don't just leave it to the evangelists thank god for those who are called to be evangelists the bible gave us evangelists so that they can equip us uh equip us to to, to reach the lost that's the reason for um evangelists in, uh, uh, according to ephesians chapter chapter 4 okay so uh, the fivefold ministry gift are given to the church to to equip the church uh, so that the church can do the work of ministry so each and every one of us is called to ministry it, they, it, before god there is no clergy laity division that was brought in by man so god wants that to be removed so that the church can be the church yes the church can begin to live the life that uh she was created to live all right so it begins with believing but let's look at the scriptures uh matthew 28 i want to read uh from verse 18 you know that that scripture the great commission and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. Now look at what Jesus is, is, um, is saying here. He's speaking to the disciples. This is before his ascension. All right. He has, he has conquered death. He has paid the price to restore everything Adam lost. All right. He, he has paid the price, gone to the cross, died, rose again, spent 40 days with them, and now he's about to leave, and he gives them this commission. He has restored everything legally. Everything has been paid, all right? He has paid the full price for man to get back to the garden where he was exiled when he sinned, all right? So God is... He's trying to take the man back to Eden. And so Jesus comes and he, he goes all the way, goes to the cross and pays a price. And now um, he is living. And he's living his disciples, the people he has spent time with, he has poured into. He has spent time discipling them. He has spent time showing them the way. He has spent time revealing the Father to them. He has spent time revealing the heart of the Father to them, and so on. And now he's leaving. And what does he do? He gives them a commission. He gives them a commission. He gives them authority. You remember in Luke chapter, chapter 10, um, he gave them authority over unclean spirits and so on. And But now he's received all authority from heaven and on, uh, and on earth. And he now commissions them to go. And now he says, go make disciples of all nations. So no boundaries. There's nowhere that God doesn't want you to go to. Yes, hallelujah, to go and make disciples for him. Preach the gospel to them and teach them. He says, um, not only do you make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but he says, teaching them to observe all the things that I commanded you. All right. Notice that. Teaching them to observe. All right. So it's not just about what you believe. Remember in, 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 in Romans chapter 10, verse 10 it says, With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it starts with believing all right it starts with believing you you know believe with a heart it's not there's a mind there's a heart and then there is a transformation that takes place all right so i'm going to give you I'm, I'm giving you three um three aspects if you're going to go beyond the intellect if you are, you want to be a disciple and, and you want to be a disciple that goes beyond the intellect, you need these three points that I'm going to, I'm going to share with you. All right? So, um, when you go and you preach, Jesus is saying you need to teach the people to observe all the things that I have commanded you. Obviously, when you preach, the people need to believe what you are preaching. When you preach, the people need to accept what you are preaching. 
when you preach, the people need to uh, they need to embrace it, and 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 after that, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. There's supposed to be more to it. Supposed to be more to it. So the first point I want to emphasize is the point of believing. All right, the point of believing. So if you're going to if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, you want to follow Jesus. You need to believe in Him in order to follow Him. All right. So you believe in Him. If you don't believe Jesus, you cannot follow Him. When He He call um, the sons of Zebedee and Peter and Andrew and says, "Follow me," those guys they believe. That's why they followed Him. That's why they left all to follow Him. You don't follow someone you don't believe in. You follow someone that you believe in. Okay, so that's how it works. So, now, uh, the believing is the starting point. It's not the end. So, many times we operate as though believing is where it ends. And no, not so. Yes. Um, yeah, you have faith. You can even move mountains if you believe in your heart. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three and 24, he says, Whosoever shall believe in his heart, huh? whatever you believe in your heart, and you, um, you if, if you believe in your heart and you do not doubt, you will say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and you will have what you say. So believing is vital. Believing is vital in the Christian experience. It starts with believing, and the problem with many of us is that we have believed lies. You need to believe the truth of God's word. You need to believe the word of God. All right? Believe the word of God. Yes. If you believe the word of God, then you it's gonna it's gonna influence your life, it's gonna impact your life. One of the things that Jesus said is he said, He says that uh if you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So you have to continue in the word. You have to continue in the word. You have to believe the word. Believe that God is who he says he is. Hebrews 11.6 says, He that comes to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you need to believe. Believe that God is who he claims to be. Believe that Jesus is who he claims to be. Believe that the word of God is true. Jesus says, um, he says, The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You need to believe the words of Jesus. You cannot follow Jesus if you don't believe his word. So believing is vital. Believing is vital. It's important. All right? So you need to believe. We start with believing. Start believing. And... Um, Many times, yes, we believe. But you know what the Bible says? It says that even the demons believe. The demons also believe and they tremble. So what's the difference between you and the demon? Because demons believe, okay, you believe. You are the same level. 
But you have to go beyond the level of just believing. And that's a, a disciple. You cannot be a disciple if you only believe. If you only work on the intellect. Oh yeah, yeah, I believe that scripture. Oh yeah, I believe Jesus is coming back again. Oh yeah, I believe my sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. Yes, I believe. And that's good. It's a good starting point. But you don't stay there. Oh yeah, I believe that in the, there's power in the name of Jesus. I believe that. And that's good. That's good. But demons also believe that. <laughs> they believe that. So you need to go beyond just belief. You got to go beyond belief as a disciple of Christ. Yeah, you know, and there is there, there 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 is so much that God wants to do with your belief. Okay, there is power in believing. After all, in in in, in Romans ten verse verse, verse ten is through believing that you got saved. It's through believing. That you got uh, the, um, uh, into the kingdom of God. All right. As many as receive him, to them he gave the right, the authority, the power to be called the sons of God. So it starts with believing. I'm not undermining believing at all. I am actually emphasizing the importance of believing, especially the right things. If you believe a lie, then you're in trouble. But if you believe the truth, if you believe the word of God, uh, then it, 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 it has the power to change your life. It has a power to transform your life. So we have many people today who believe the word of God. They go to church every Sunday, sit down, listen to the word. Yeah, that's a good preaching. Pastor, I believe what you said. What you said is true. I believe it. There's a lot of preaching on the internet. Yes, I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. So we're just believing and believing. And it is okay to believe because we are believers, by the way. So we are, we, we, we are called to believe. Our, our call is to believe the gospel. To believe the gospel in order to be saved. Alright? So, um, but you see, the problem is that many times we have relegated the Christian experience. We have limited it to just an intellectual thing. So we think about it, we process it, and then, okay, fine, that's great. And, 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 uh, and it, is, it is fine as a starting point. But that is not where it's supposed to end. Because if you look at what Jesus said in, in, in verse 20, he says, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. So there are so many things that Jesus taught, remember? There are so many things that Jesus taught. So Jesus is not saying, just go and get them to believe in me. That's, that's good. All right? He that believes not is condemned. So, so it's, it's good to believe. But then after believing, Jesus says, now you need to start teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. There are things that God has commanded. Jesus commanded. There's so many things. For example, he says that, um, he says you need to love your neighbor as yourself. 
Okay, you believe that. Then if, if, if you just believe that and you don't do anything about it, how does that change your life? It doesn't change your life. Okay? So believing is a good starting point. And I want to say this, that not only should you believe, you need to also, the, the, the gospel has to, it begins with believing, but then it needs to move from believe to behave. So you believe, then you behave. As a disciple of Christ, don't tell me that how I live my life does not matter. It matters. It matters. And I know it's popular now that people are, are you know, people are downplaying the place of behavior in the Christian walk. Now, I'm not saying that the behavior is what, um, it is what makes you saved. But if you are saved, for God's sake, it should show in your behavior. It should. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes. That's what he gave us grace for. Hallelujah. So that we can live the life. Uh, Dr. Ricebrook said something years ago, and I never forgotten that statement. He said, the Christian life is not difficult. It is impossible. It is impossible. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life. So, if you're trying to do it without the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you, you won't succeed. Okay? So, a disciple of Christ, one that is a follower of Christ, Fishes for men and fellowships with the saints, believes the gospel, but he also behaves according to his belief. So you can't say, I believe this, and then your behavior contradicts what you believe. No, it's not allowed. So what are we saying? Let's go, let's look at a, a, a scripture. Jesus said in St. Luke chapter, chapter 6, and I want to read verse 46. All right? Verse 46, it says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does not and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep, laid the foundation on the rock, and when the flood arose, and the stream beat vehemently against the house, and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. So you see here, Jesus is saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Don't tell me that what you do does not matter. It matters. Hallelujah. It matters. So you believe, but then you behave. According to your belief. So that's why you need to go beyond the intellect. 
need to go beyond the intellect as a disciple of Christ. You believe in your heart and in your mind. Okay? You believe in your heart and your mind. And then you also now begin to put it to action. Put your belief to action. Put your faith to action. He says, faith without works is dead. So you need to begin to do according to what you believe. You know that, I, I, I was just thinking about it, I was just thinking about this, um, as I was thinking about this message, you know, the Holy Spirit said to me, do you realize that before there was a book, before man was given a book, he was given an experience of God. Think about that. Before man was given a book, before he was given the scriptures, he was given an experience of God. So, what am I saying? What you believe. Things should not just remain at the realm of the intellect. You are supposed to experience what you believe. You're supposed to experience what you believe. Everything Jesus said should be translated from the pages of the scriptures into our lifestyle. Okay? So the word needs to be made flesh in your life. The word needs to be um, needs to be shown in your life, and there are several scriptures that confirm that. Paul says that uh, in Second Corinthians three two, he says, "You are uh, an epistle; you are a letter read by all men." Okay, so your life is being read. Somebody is reading you. I remember one of my instructors many years ago was saying, uh, he, he, he would say, he would put it this way, he says, what you, are say, what you are doing is so loud, I can't hear what you are saying. What you are doing is so loud, I can't hear what you are saying. So, the, a discipleship and a, a, a disciple, a true disciple of Christ is not the kind of person that will say, just do what I say, but don't do what I do. No. A disciple of Christ believes and then behaves according to his belief. Alright? So get ready. Start behaving according to your belief. Glory to God. Jesus also showed us that example John chapter 13 verse 15 where he said if I be your teacher washed your feet you also need to follow my example so in other words Jesus didn't just remain in the realm of philosophy and the realm of thought you know deep thought and all of that no 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 if you want to talk about philosophy, you can. He was wiser than Solomon. Okay? But then, he was able to break it down. He was able to break it down and, and was able to show them by his lifestyle 
by his example, he showed them. Hallelujah. So, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, he says, Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. What? How many of us have that courage to talk like that? We should, actually. We should. Okay. We're going to continue. Just take a short break and we'll be back and I'll wrap this up. And I'm telling you, I believe that your life, you begin to apply these principles in your life. You are going to see God do great things through your life. All right. All right. You're welcome back. We are talking about discipleship beyond the intellect. It's not just about, you know, reading the word and then um, mentally assenting to the word. That is not what it's about. Okay? It's not just about hearing and then you accept or believe what you've heard, even though that is great and that is commendable. It's important. It's important for us to believe. The reason why many people are in hell today is because they did not believe. They did not cross that line from unbelief to faith in Christ, to putting their faith and their trust, believing in Jesus Christ um, to, to, to wash away their sins, believing in Jesus Christ to preserve them. They did not believe, okay? So there are people who are in hell today because they failed to take that step of believing. So I'm not undermining believing at all, but you need to go beyond that, especially in this day and age where we have a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge. The intellect is being stimulated every day, every time. Hallelujah. But then, is that where it ends? Is that where it ends? You just go to church, sit down, listen to the sermon, and say, wow, that was great. And then you go back again. Go back to living life the way you like and, you know, the way you feel. And what you hear does not impact on how you live. That is not okay. That's a disciple of Christ. Is not someone that just listens and assents to the message. A disciple of Christ is someone that does all that Jesus has commanded. All right? So you need to go beyond the intellect. We need to go beyond the intellect. Um, one, of the things that, one, one of the things that I've observed is that um, uh, we, we, we have become so comfortable with just believing. We have become so comfortable with just believing. And so we have remained there. And because of that, we are not able to grow spiritually. Because, yes, you grow in faith. You grow by believing. But there is also another way you grow. All right? Let me show you a scripture in the book of Luke. St. Luke's Gospel, um, chapter 17. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. Here we see that uh, Jesus, makes, Jesus makes a comment here that, that is, uh, uh, he, he teaches us something here. All right? Now, the disciples, the apostles came to him, and they said to him, 
Lord, increase our faith. Okay? So, increase our faith. And look at what Jesus says. You would think that because they said, Lord, increase our faith, Jesus would say, okay, fine, um, all right. Um, receive faith. All right, receive now. More faith. Faith. Increase. Increase. <laughs> Doesn't Jesus have the power to do that? I believe so. But Jesus didn't do it like that. What does Jesus do? He says to them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. All right? So if you have faith, it will obey you. Okay? And then he says, and which of you, having a servant, plowing or tending sheep, will say to him when he has come from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper, gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. All right? So likewise, you, when you have done all those things which you were commanded, Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. So, you, you need to go beyond believing to now doing. Alright? We have done, we have done what we were asked to do. Have you done what Jesus asked you to do? Can, can you really be a disciple? And not do what Jesus asked you to do. I'm, 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 I'm actually concerned about a Jesus that is being preached that does not require obedience. I'm suspicious of any Jesus that does not require obedience. The gospel requires obedience. Discipleship requires obedience. It must go beyond the intellect. It must. So, alright? So you believe, then you behave according to your belief. According to your belief. Now I'm not just saying you just go start behaving and you don't believe. That's hypocrisy. But you believe and then you behave according to your belief. And that's there's so many examples in the scriptures of, of leaders. In fact, even um, Paul advised Timothy to be an example. You know, to be an example. An elder is supposed to be an example. You know, there's so many instances in the Bible. So, God expects our behavior to reflect our belief. Okay? So, a discipleship has to do with believing and behaving according to what we believe. Not acting, but believing and behaving according to what we believe. Okay? So, now, the next thing we need to do is not just believe and behave, what I call the next point is, I call it be brave. 
Discipleship requires belief. It requires behavior according to our belief. And then it requires bravery to take steps according to what we believe. Okay? So believe, huh? behave, and be brave. Glory to God. All right. Let's look at a few biblical examples. Remember what Jesus said. Um, he said in, 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 in John chapter 14, in, in John chapter 14, verse 13, I think, where he says, He that believes in me, the works that I do shall he do. And greater works than this shall he do because I go to the Father. So in other words, in other words, your belief must lead to certain behavior, but then your belief also must show some brave steps because it takes bravery for you to do the works that Jesus did. All right. I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can take, uh, take a look at the scriptures and see some of the things that Jesus did. For example, a blind man comes. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus turns, says, what would you have me do to you? He says that I may have my sight. Okay, receive it. Are you brave enough to behave like that? <laughs> are you brave enough? Well, if you are going to do the works that Jesus did, you need to be brave enough to act like that when the occasion demands. All right? So that's part of following Jesus. It's part of following Jesus. You're following his example. You're following his lifestyle. Hallelujah. Amazing, right? Okay, let me give you another example. Remember when, when um, Jesus was walking on water? When Jesus was walking on water and the disciples at first thought it was a ghost. They thought it was a ghost. And, um, and, and John says, no, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And Jesus says, come. Come on, Peter. Take a step. Step out of the boat. You know that it takes bravery to step out of the boat? It takes bravery, yes. Peter was brave enough. Okay, well, he sank, but at least he, he, he took a few steps. And you haven't done it. <laughs> so, oh, he was brave to start. I wish he had remained brave to the end, but, you know, um, I guess Peter is like all of us, all right? So he was brave enough to take that step, and he was walking on water. He was walking towards Jesus. And then the Bible says the wind came. And then, whoo, wow, saw a storm. My goodness. And then he began to sink. Why? <laughs> yeah, he's, he doubted. He doubted. And Jesus says, why did you doubt? You were doing fine, Peter. Irrespective of the storm, irrespective of the winds, you were doing well. All right? So you need to be brave. You need to be brave. Be brave to talk to somebody about Jesus. Are you brave enough to do that? Yes. It's part of, it's part of uh, uh, going beyond the intellect. 
part of going beyond the intellect is, you know, being brave enough to talk to somebody about Jesus. Are you ready to do that? Well, you should if you are a disciple of Christ. It's part of, it's part of the requirements of discipleship. You have to be brave. You have to be brave to talk to someone. Oh, well, how can I talk to someone I've never met before? Well, there's always a first time. <laughs> so start it. Talk to someone. Are you going to be brave enough to pray for somebody? What if you are just going somewhere and then the Holy Spirit says to you, go pray for that person. Are you brave enough to do that? Then you do it. Yeah. I've never done it before. Well, there's always a first time. So start it. Do it. That's like stepping out of the boat. You have to be brave to do that. Okay? So the, 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 um, the walk of a disciple requires belief. But then it requires behavior according to belief. But then it also requires bravery. It requires bravery. You have to be brave. I remember the first time the Lord asked me to speak to a group of people. I, I mean, I was just a teenager. Can you imagine that? A teenager. And I was, I was on this bus, and then the Lord said to me, tell these people about me. My goodness. It freaked me out. How can I talk to people? What am I going to say? Just tell them I love them. Ooh. I didn't do it. I must confess. It was, it, was, it, was, it was tough. I was sweating. I didn't do it. And you know what? I got home. The Lord said to me, you know, Harry, you disobeyed me. Anybody that was on that bus dies tonight. The blood will be on your head. Oh my goodness. I started praying. I cried. I prayed. God, please keep them. But don't allow any of them to die. You know, I began to pray like that. I prayed all night for those people that were on that bus. I prayed, God, please send someone. I, I started interceding for them. And I said, Lord, please give me another opportunity. I'll obey you next time. All right? I wasn't brave enough. And guess what? God took me on my word. He gave me another opportunity. He says, okay, now talk to them. And I got up, I say, hey, guys, I just want to greet you. And I say, I want you to know Jesus loves you, you know. And I began to talk, and people were looking at me. It's like, look at this young guy talking like this. Basically, it required bravery. It required bravery. I did it one time, then I did it the second time, then I did it again, then I did it again, then I started doing it. Whoo, hallelujah. It became fun. But initially... It required bravery. It required bravery. So that's that's how it, uh, um, the, the, our walk with God is supposed to be. All right? So you believe, you behave, and then you become brave. Hallelujah. Act in bravery. Uh, in, in bravery. Yeah. The gospel is not meant to remain an intellectual thing only. It needs to be fleshed out. It needs to be. It needs to be um, shown to be true. All right. It needs to be shown to be true. Yes. And 
bravery is lacking in the lives of many Christians today. What if God said to you, what if the Holy Spirit said to you, I want you to get two or three people, two or three people and start telling them about me on a weekly basis. And you've never done that before. Are you going to be brave enough to do that? After all, you get together with your, with your buddies to watch your, your favorite sport. You, know, you get together to have a meal and to just have a good time, play games, whatever. Why can't you do that for Jesus? Why can't you do that around the Word of God? Why can't you do that around prayer? Why can't you do that? Be brave. Take that step. Do something. Okay. When you begin to do that, guess what? You start experiencing the power of God's word. You start experiencing it. Hallelujah. Yes. You start experiencing the word of God. And I want you to know that Christianity is meant to be experienced. Don't listen to the people that, that don't play experiencing the things of God. Listen to me. You need to experience God. Because Adam experienced God before he fell. He was experiencing God on a daily basis. And then after he was exiled from the, from the garden. No. Then he needed, uh, he needed to start learning by the, by the flesh. And by, you know, observation only. By, you know experimentation only you know and all of that you want to experience God you really want to experience God you need to believe God you want to really experience God there is power in believing okay you grow in believing grow in faith it begins with believing you grow also in your behavior grow as well you should behave Paul says, when I was a child, I stopped. You know, when, when I was a child, I thought as a child. You know, I, I behaved as a child. But you see, when maturity comes, it affects your behavior. So you grow in your belief, you grow in your behavior, and you need to grow in bravery as well. Grow in bravery. Demonstrate the power of God. Demonstrate the word of God. Now, let me read one scripture and then we'll close with this. Just, just. First, First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5. It says, For the, our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you have become followers of us. And of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. So you see, the gospel was not just in word to these people. They heard the word, then they saw the lifestyle, and then they saw the bravery of the apostles. You see. And in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 same thing my preaching was not just with enticing words of man's wisdom but he says in the demonstration of the spirit and of power it takes bravery 
for you to demonstrate. It takes bravery for you to show that what you believe is true. And that's what I'm calling you to. Take your faith beyond the intellect. Go as a disciple who believes, behaves, and is brave. I'll stop there. Okay? So we just want to go, I just want to pray for you. Thank you so much for joining on those, us on this broadcast. And may the Lord cause you to grow as a disciple of Christ. Cause you to grow in faith. Cause you to be brave. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for my brother and my sister watching. I pray, oh Father, that you would just move in their hearts. Let your, your, your spirit move. Empower them, oh God. Hallelujah. Strengthen their belief, their convictions. Let it be strengthened where they are weak, where their faith is weak. Let it be strengthened. But Lord, I also pray that one day belief will be translated in their belief, into their behavior. They will behave according to what they believe. Lord, my God, let that be their experience. And I pray that you help them to be brave as well. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Now, if you're watching this and you've not given your life to Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity. Now I'm going to pray this. Why don't you join me? Just repeat after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth. Say, wash away my sin. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you real good. Tell someone about this broadcast. And please, Share it with your friends. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.